Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Main Street Universe. Tonight we have our guest, David Benash, from the Calderic Music Musical Festival in Lafayette, Georgia. We'll be right back. Join us in our circle right here on In. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. All right, folks, and our opening song that we use here is from our good friends, the band Woven Green. And one of the good things about our guest tonight is that he'll have a few bands at his festival that we have permission to use their songs. So if I hope folks don't feel left out, it's because I never contacted them and had the permission. But this is Woven Green, who won't be at Caldera Fest, but they're good friends of ours, and this is our opening song. We'll be back. <laughs> Street than you may have ever imagined. And if you heard the opening voice, 
on the plug there. That was Nathan Lane Anderson. So sad for his passing and hope he's doing okay up there and wherever he believes up there is. And, of course, the band is Woven Green. That song is Six Sun. And today we're talking about artists and musicians and festivals and everything else because I always think that these things never, ever, ever, ever get appreciated, how much work it is to put into even just the smallest event. So right now we have an event organizer going to join us, and I'm going to turn his microphone on soon, for the Caldera Pagan Musical Festival. And I'm going to see, oh, I see he's in there now, so I'm going to go ahead and turn his microphone on. And welcome, David. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. Doing very well, actually. (laughs) And just for a little bit of background, I just want you to go ahead, for those that don't know if they're just listening for the first time or are unaware or are not in the pagan community and are listening for the first time about this, uh, what is uh, the Caldera Festival, and what is your motivation for it, and I guess, what was your motivation for starting it? Well, the Caldera Fest Pagan Music Festival is um, a project I've been working on for about two years now, and um, it stemmed from my podcast, The Magic Jukebox, and I just kind of had this idea one day that it would be really, really cool to have all these artists that I play on my show all together for one big festival. And I decided, well, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to start kind of small and I'm just going to do a couple of days with maybe five bands, no big deal. And, um, well, it kind of got out of control and, uh, but that's okay. (laughs) Cause, uh, right now, if you haven't heard of it already, Caldera Fest is now a three day event and it's coming up pretty much exactly next week. Uh, we start the event next Thursday, so a week from tomorrow, and uh, we now have 29 bands, and uh, we are also going to be the premier, the world premier location for the Green Album uh, launch, and uh, these bands are, well, pretty much anybody that you can think of in pagan music, they're going to be there. Um, you know, there's a few that I asked that couldn't make it, but uh, that's okay. Um, I believe Dragon's Head was one of them that couldn't make it. That's unfortunate, but uh, we 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 all we all move on. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, S.J. Tucker and Dave the Bard, Wendy Rule, Digis Christ Super Drum, Witches Mark. Uh, man, who who isn't there? Black Sun Prophets. It's just a huge list of people that are going to be Dave there. The Twenty nine X. Yeah, Dave the Bard, and um, yeah, it's just going to be so immense and so much fun. And um, if you want to be there you can we still have plenty of tickets available because it's such a big piece of property we can go as big as we want to go <laughs> lovely and and again you know of course my band for those that know the show dragon said as he mentioned won't be there we really did want to and trust me we did and but i won't dwell on that but you know how things can work when you have a, a group of even more than one person, <laughs> things um, become complicated. Everybody has their lives. But I look forward to Caldera Fest being successful in the future and helping you with that in any way I can and, and, and also joining you in the future. 
and I appreciate you accepting us. But, yeah, Tuatha D, uh, Tuatha Dea has been on our show before twice, and, and, and a few of these other pagan musicians, Kellyanna, who won't be, I don't think, there. But um, No, no, she's going to be uh, overseas that time. Yeah. In fact, she, um, she's you, probably in Ireland now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I encourage people to definitely uh, check it out. I do have the link on the show page. And I also wanted to say, um, just going into the origins of all this, I also wanted to say, what do you think was your first um, getting into almost the dry side of this a little bit? What do you think was your first like structural challenge? Did you feel like to start a festival you needed a bunch of money? Was it the place? Was it getting the acts? Because I know you must be going through like madness or maybe now you're more relaxed, or you're going through madness earlier. <laughs> but uh, I know been, you uh, it's been kind of like a roller coaster. There have been a lot of ups and downs, uh, you know, uh, periods of extreme craziness and periods of, well, okay, we're, we've got it under control. And honestly, uh, with uh, myself and the, and the great team of people I'm working with, we've got it pretty much 90% under control at this point. Um, there's a lot of details that have to be executed. We have lots of plans in place to make sure all those things happen. The big thing right now is getting together all the stuff that we have to bring and uh, making sure we can get it to the site and getting it set up in time. Uh, those are our, our big challenges at this point. There's not much else that we have to do, but um, as far as, you know, getting things done, a um, couple minor things, but not much. Uh, the um, Boy, that's a tough question, though. I, the Probably the, well, we, we, we had a lot of things that we had to, um, you know, work from. And, and the original plan was based on the idea that there were going to be a lot of advanced ticket sales, that people were going to be so excited about this project that there was going to be a whole lot of advanced ticket sales. And that was going to drive everything that we needed to do as we went along. And I'd have to say that the plan has worked pretty much to the way we expected. Um, we've had some, um, uh, we, we've had to, uh, you know, come up with some, with some funds here um, to make sure it gets finished but um, you know, we think it'll all work out in the end, and that's good. Um, yeah, it's the the place actually. The location is uh, Cherokee Farms in, in Lafayette, Georgia. Um, is not the original site. The original site when we first went there, um, we knew going in um, that that site was going to probably be okay and going to be the place we were going to hold it. But within I don't know, within two days, probably, the festival grew to the point where we outgrew that site, and we had to find another one quick, and uh, so we were lucky enough to find this piece of property, and uh, the owner's a great guy, and uh, he holds festivals and all kinds of stuff there all the time, so... Mm. That's always an interesting balance is sometimes when you work with either a private property owner or a public area, right, you you get these different... Thing. Sometimes you still have to deal with permits and all this stuff, but it is an interesting balance because I've been involved with organization, maybe not to the degree you have, but I've been meaning that I've been part of these things, you know, 
yeah. organization of something and then, and then all of a sudden a, a, a regulation comes up or some other thing comes up that can interfere. And in this case, you were saying it was just a size thing. It just you just put saying it just plain outgrew what you originally thought. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was the main thing. Um, the we, we just logistically we couldn't. You know, we went from a, about a 30-acre piece of property to a over 200-acre piece of property um, just for the sheer size of, of who's going to, you know, for the amount of people that are going to be there. Um, we couldn't have gone more than maybe seven or 800 people on that uh, other property, and we knew we were going to exceed that. So uh, it's, you know, we are definitely going to exceed that for this year. But the great thing about that piece of property uh, that we're on now, Cherokee Farms. It's a very large piece of property, and we can we have room to grow there. So we plan on uh, doing another one. Um, you know, we, we're we're not really thinking that hard about it at this point because we're just trying to get through this one first. But uh, there are some plans in the works to do another one. We'll have to see how they all pan out. But um, Eventually, maybe I'd like to take this show on the road, so to speak, and take that take Caldera Fest to different locations around the country. Um, you know, be able to do one in the Pacific Northwest or California, and maybe do one in New England or the Midwest, and be able to bring the show to the people, basically. That is very interesting because I really did not know. And though we, we've contacted each other, but in limited ways. And I did not know that that was part of your ambition, that you're actually thinking of making Caldera not only a a, a locale or or maybe maybe the, the mothership of what, whatever location, but taking it to other locations and calling are you would you still call it Caldera or call it something else? I would just imagine for a brand you might call it Caldera. Yeah, there's there's no reason. That was one of the reasons that we uh, we chose that name um, simply because it really has no geographic, um, you know, no geographic pointers to it or anything. You know, it's not like we're calling it the you know St. Louis or you know anything like that uh, to to designate it to one specific area. I can take this festival. You know, granted, I have the funds to do it. I can take this festival anywhere in the world and run it. Um, it would make a, might take a little bit more, you know, time and effort to do it, you know, the further away I am, but, uh, you know, the further I is from my home. But even at this, uh, for this one in, in Georgia, that's an eight-hour drive from my house. It's not like I can run up there, you know, on the weekend and, and uh, you know, do what I got to do to. Yeah, 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 I, I, I get it. <laughs> So uh, um, another interesting question um, that somebody asked me about the festival. Now we're drifting a little bit away from logistics, and we might get back to that depending on the nature of the time. And and I also want to respect your time. I scheduled it for about an hour. If you have to go before that, that's fine. I want to respect your time. Oh, I'm I'm good. I I got all my homework done already. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, so so your parents aren't going to spank you if you're here over an hour. Then. <laughs> oh, no. But um, people would say, okay, Caldera Music Festival. But then some, some people would say, oh, but it's Caldera a Pagan Music Festival. So I'm curious about rounding up pagan bands. And for those that 
might know about the festival eventually, especially and and come in, they might ask, "Oh, what does that mean, pagan? Are you talking about the biker gang?" Now, I'm talking as, of course, you know, I'm pagan as well, but um, for maybe your explanation as far as for folks that are new to this or new to a pagan music festival, maybe how would you describe that to them, if you know what I mean? Well, um, well, I mean, I, I go into a basic definition of paganism, I suppose, but um, right. paganism is kind of an umbrella term that that encompasses uh, any spirituality that isn't a spirituality as they say, of the book. So it doesn't require, um, you know, the Bible or uh, the Quran or, um, or any of the other, you know, religious texts. And, and pretty much it boils down to any faith that isn't uh, Christianity, um, Judaism, or Islam. Um, there's a few other minor things in there. You, you, you'll, you'll have some people that will argue that uh, Buddhism and Taoism and some of the um, old Native American traditions don't really qualify, but there's others that will argue that they do. Um, but typically you're going to be dealing with any of them that anybody that is dealing with um, any of the ancient European Egyptian gods, um, you know, Possibly even, uh, you know, in from other areas as well. But um, that's yeah, kind of like. But the the thing about pagan music is it can be pagan themed. The artist right. could be pagan. The um, you know, so the music may or may not be themed that way, or it could just be quite frankly, kind of a pagan friendly, um, you know act you know so i can't always play those on my podcast just for you know rights and that kind of thing but yeah sure i've had the you know i've had the the, the thought you know i've had the thoughts that hey you know maybe someday we can afford it we can uh book stevie nicks because you know stevie nicks is a very um i don't i don't know if I'd say use the term pagan friendly, but popular among a lot of uh, Wiccans and that type of thing. So uh, uh, Kate, you know, Kate Bush would be another. Yeah. Kate Bush as well. Sully Erna. Yeah. Sully Erna from Godsmack is Wiccan. So mm-hmm. um, to, to be able to, you know, pull him in and, and hire him for a, a festival would be great, but that all requires money of course. And, I don't want to talk about that at the moment. <laughs> we won't go in there, <laughs> not on the air. <laughs> and, again, uh, part of my questioning is for folks that don't know. So, so, And that's good. It, I think sharing these things is good. And so if people see the term pagan music festival, that's why that was the nature of my question. of thinking, oh, should I be scared? Or are we talking about the biker gang? Are we talking about a earth-based religion like Wicca? Or druids, or or yeah. whatever they may be, you know, and and it would be the second one, but it can be for anyone, anyone who just loves the earth, loves music. You could just say it's a hippie festival in a way. It is. It is. Um, the there's no there's no secret that uh, there's no secret out there that I um, I'm a huge fan of. The original 1969 Woodstock. I'm a huge fan of what they accomplished and the things that they did. Um, 
you know, from a business standpoint, what they did was a horror movie, but uh, <laughs> because they lost a lot of money. And uh, but from a cultural standpoint and a um, a peace movement standpoint, what they accomplished at Woodstock was really, really important to society and helped shape what it is, you know, now. I'm not trying to recreate that. I'm not. But I'm not going to lie and say that 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 kind of um, that kind of vibe is is what I was kind of going for, you know. It influenced um, you, is what you're saying. Yeah, you're it, saying it you're not pretending to be pretentious, like oh, I'm the next this. What you're saying is it influenced me, and I'm taking action on it. Yeah, and I, I I've studied it for years, and uh, that festival and and um, and the the logistics that they had. I actually have books um, that were written um, about the the festival and the things that happened. Uh, actually, I have one right next to me um, about the festival and the things that happened, and, and I'm trying to learn from their mistakes and uh, emulate some of the things that they did um, that were good, but. Overall, I just want everybody to be able to come and have a, a fun, peaceful time and uh, enjoy some great music and make some new friends and, and see some old friends and, uh, you know, just generally have a great time. And I'm with you. But I like that you mentioned something that was interesting to me because you mentioned it even beyond the pagan or beyond anything else is that you just had an interest in festival in general, like reading books on, you know, successful uh, festivals. I actually find that interesting. Um, I'm also curious, and I mean this in in, in the kindest way. Um, I'm curious if you are a musician yourself or a singer. Nope, don't have a lick of talent. Um, but that doesn't mean oh, okay. I don't do it. That doesn't mean I don't do it. Um, I have several drums and uh, you know different styles and. And uh, so I do. I do some drumming, and I do own a couple of didgeridoos that I can drone and play fairly well. I haven't mastered the uh, circular breathing aspect of it yet. Um, some say I'm a whiz on a kazoo, but you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I, no, I actually consider both or all three of what you mentioned to be musical instruments. They take talent. They take time. So no, I would say that you're a musician then if you're playing. A drum well, and, and a I, I try, I try, and, oh, and yes. I don't have the greatest singing voice in the world, but that's always been kind of a, um, I suppose, a pet peeve of mine is is that in our society we tell people that they can't sing just because they're not that good at it, and just like anything in the in our lives, you don't get better at it if you don't do it, so. Right. You know, you can't tell somebody that they can't sing. As soon as you tell somebody that they can't sing, they stop trying. Right. And we all need music in our life. So I, I'm i at least aware that my singing ability is not necessarily ready for the public, but that doesn't stop me from doing it. Yeah, you'll see me yeah. often driving down the road, and I'm belting one out. But uh, Oh, do it. You got to <laughs> yeah. do it. Got to do it. Got to have music in my life. I have no choice. (laughs) And, but I would say, but you know what? You have a pretty nice radio voice. Yeah, people have told me that. And, uh, yeah, you have a nice, very clear, nice. 
So I would imagine you probably have an at least if nothing else an articulate singing voice. Yes, but but it's flat unfortunately, and uh, I just don't have an ear. I don't have an ear to be able to correct it. Um, but, oh, that okay. stop, but that does not stop me from doing it. Um, you know, like I said, I, I just have to limit my audience to usually just myself. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get tomatoes thrown at me or anything. <laughs> Unless you know you're hungry and you need a salad, and then sometimes the tomatoes yeah, well. can come in. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I want to drift a little bit to um, maybe talking about um, <clears throat> again some of the bands that are going to actually be there. Sorry. I, okay. Um, I know um, Tuatha Dia has been on our show. And they just always amaze me. They seem like such an interesting story. It's like this whole family that's mostly related that I don't know how they do it, but they just sort of do their thing and they live in this. In the video, it makes it look like they live in this big house. I don't know if it's true, but it's like uh, the band's huge. And I'm like, how do they all pay for all of this? (laughs) But I'm not asking that question. What I'm asking is I'm curious about – your journey of contacting all the musicians. That's, that that was my actually my question. Like okay. did you have help? Did you do it yourself? Did you did you just was it just very organic or was it did you sort of assign someone to it? I'm curious how you cuz there's about 30, right, bands here. Yeah, and 29. So, yeah. Um what I did, um I've been running my podcast uh playing nothing but uh, pagan and pagan-friendly music, um, and all independent. Um, I've been running that podcast since 2010. And in that time, you know, in those uh, four or five years that uh, I was doing it before I thought about doing the festival, I have accumulated um, a pretty vast collection of, uh, you know, pagan music. And uh, I've developed some favorites. And so I kind of went through and I took a look at the ones that were, that I play on my show that were, um, that were still touring and still playing. And I just started making some phone calls and sending some emails and telling them about my idea, telling them about the festival and what I had in mind. And before too long, I had eh, say 15 or so artists on board. Um, Tuathadea, S.J. Tucker, um, they were some of the first. Um, they were, you know, some of the first I had. Then, um, mm-hmm. then it was just really surreal because I had artists coming out of the woodwork, people I have never heard of before, that were contacting me, me because, <laughs> including you, that uh, kind of came out of the woodwork and. We're saying, hey, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this. And before I knew it, it had grown to 29. And I had one spot open that I was going to fill um, if the – and then I then I got you know I got a phone call from Danny from Twilight Today, and he told me about this new album that they were working on, this big compilation, and almost everybody that was going to be at the festival was been working on it. And so I held that spot. I held that 30th spot for them. Yeah, and lovely. It, it came through. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty much me. Um, you know, I did most of the, the contacting and I, I did all the negotiations and everything with everybody, but it was the, uh, a lot of the artists really came to me. Um, yeah, you guys came to me and I was, I still am just blown away by your sound. It's a great sound. Um, it, very, uh, very prog rock. I love prog rock. It's one of my favorite things. You guys have a great prog sound and, uh, I'm digging your stuff. I want I want you guys to get back in the studio is what I want. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we are then, actually uh, we are that's actually great. part of it part of the issue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And well, then, we're not uh, going to go into our details now on the air, but um, yeah, some of us are doing the rhythm tracks on the air. Some are moving back to Bangladesh and coming back, and we we have a lot. We have, we're, we're a multicultural <laughs> Celtic band here. <laughs> but you know, I I had. Um, I had people like uh, Rowena of the Glen contact me. I had never heard of her before, and I, when I first heard her music, I, I went. It was just different than anything I think I had ever heard, and because it was it was haunting, but yeah. rocking. You know, it got that rock and roll sound, but it was also haunting, and it was it was weird, and it was bizarre, and it was beautiful, and it was all these things together. And when it finally clicked in my head. When the, those sounds finally clicked in my head and they made sense, they they came together and formed that beautiful little popcorn ball, you know, it, it was just amazing. And I was I just really fell in love with their music, um, but it, it was kind of overwhelming, you know, the first time I heard it. And but once it all came together, it was just amazing. And uh, let's see, uh, I'm so I'm really looking forward to to seeing her um, play. I'm, I'm you know. I'm looking forward to meeting everybody because I'm a. You know, I wanted to so bad, you know. <laughs> I, I want to win on the air now, but I was like, my gosh, I'm gonna. I really thought we were in, lined up to be there, and I've talked to so many of these folks and never met them in person. So I was so looking forward to meeting them in person. And yeah. some my show, some not like um, Mama Jean is going to be on my show. She has not yet, but uh, so many others, you know. She's so, such a sweetheart. Uh, uh, yeah, I was I, I was having a conversation with Danny from Tuatha Day the other day, and I told him that uh, I think between them and Mama Gina that they are probably the two hardest working touring acts oh, yeah. out there right now. Always and something. I said, Always something. Yeah, I'm working oh, on yeah. that. <laughs> we all work yeah, on that. all the time. But uh, I mean, yeah. So the so the the lineup for Caldera has a lot of. My old favorites on it, um, you know, when I first first started listening to pagan music, I didn't know that there was much of it out there. So, um, you know, the first things I heard were, were bands like Incubus Succubus and and uh, Blackmore's Night, which I don't even know if I would call them pagan, but um, but they I do kind love of them like, though. I do love. Yeah. I saw them at the Burschmere. I love that band, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd call them that, but they, you know, they kind of fall into that. And uh, but but there was um, S.J. Tucker and uh, Emerald Rose, you know. So um, I, I asked uh, Arthur and, and the rest of the guys from Emerald Rose if they wanted to come and play, but uh, the the band doesn't play a lot of. Um, festivals like that anymore but arthur sure does so arthur's going to be there which is going to be great um i'd love to see some of the other guys show up at least for a little while because they're just a great bunch of guys but uh you know so 
all these bands that I would listen to in the early days when I first started listening to pagan music, um, you know, a lot of them are going to be there. And, and uh, that's just kind of uh, a mind better to me because I think my only saving grace is going to be that I'm going to be so busy. I won't have time to fanboy. You, know? <laughs> you won't have to enjoy the, the thing. <laughs> no, hopefully I'll have time to enjoy it, but I won't have time to just stare at somebody and go, uh, huh, huh. you know, because, <laughs> you know, these are, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of these people. And, and, right. and, you know, and I, they'll probably walk up to me and give me a big hug and, and tell me to knock it off. But <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be pretty laid back, I imagine. Oh, well, I'm sure. Yeah, I've I've spoken to everybody, and uh, um, you know, if they're pagan, they might be like, "Well, why don't you come and join us for a, you know, we'll dance naked around the fire for a couple minutes or something." <laughs> eh, well, hopefully none of that's going on at Caldera. It's a family friendly event. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing into stereotypes. <laughs> Yes, but um, what I'm going to do here is take a brief break, and we'll come right back, okay? And we'll talk about some other aspects. Yeah, sure. I was going to play um, Long Black Curl by somebody that will be at Caldera Fest, which will be Tawatha D. And we'll be back in a moment, okay, David? Oh, great. Okay, this one is Long Black Curl.
everyone, and we're back. And it is an 8 minute and 22 second song, not common in modern pop music, which is one of the things I love about pagan music, is during my search, spiritually, I always felt that one of the things, though I'm not looking for converts and not looking for anybody to ever convert to what I believe in, what I believe in is what I believe in, but one beautiful thing about paganism to me has always been about progression versus absolute answers. So I've always loved the idea of how things can evolve and keep moving and going, and a long song like that is, to me, something that represents that, represents the idea of the journey versus the destination. Keep the destination in your mind, in your heart, and in your soul, but to understand that it's always a journey. And we're talking to David Benash from the Caldera Music Festival, and we're going to bring him back on. Welcome back, David. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I have to completely agree with what you were saying there. You know, my spirituality comes... I find my spirituality in music, um, in listening to and sometimes creating it, but the right. it, you're right. That, that's why I'm such a big fan of of progressive, um, you know, prog rock and that kind of thing, or or anything that's progressive, um, classical music and you know anything like that. Simply because it it does take you on a journey, and and sometimes a song can be succinct. And powerful, and follow the pop music code, and, and you know follow that pop music or rock music pattern, and it's just fine because it, it's got a punch and it hits you right between the eyes, and 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 it, they those songs have their place, but there's just something about that magical journey that you go on, that where you begin one place and you end somewhere completely different, um, that this music can sometimes take you on. Right. And I agree that you can even do it within a pop structure if you do it properly, right? You can take yeah. little mini journeys within a cute short pop song. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm totally with you. It's all about um the expression and and where to take it, which was my beginning was as a songwriter, but I'm not here to talk about me. <laughs> so forgive me. But you are David Minaj and you Started a music festival called the Cadera Festival, and since we've come back from a from a long break, briefly, David, just talk about the festival again and what people can do. Buy a ticket. How many are available? Go ahead and plug that. All right. Well, uh, Caldera Fest is going to be a week from tomorrow is when it begins on May 26th, and it's in Lafayette, Georgia. Um, tickets are on sale right now. Um, we saw plenty of them left because it's such a big piece of property. We can go as big as we want for the most part. And um, so there's plenty of tickets available. Go over to calderafest.com and you can find out more information about the festival and also click on the link to buy your tickets. Um, camping is free. Uh, we're not charging any extra for camping. If you're looking for a hotel, good luck. <laughs> there isn't one around for a while that we haven't <laughs> filled up already. Um, so, uh, but you know, camping is on site is of course free, and uh, plenty of it available. And uh, we've got food 
on site. We've uh, got a wonderful company called Pete and Peg's uh, Roadside Barbecue, and they are going to be bringing in three food trucks. Um, one of them is your typical Americana type fare, hamburgers and hot dogs and sandwiches and wraps and that sort of thing. Another one is strictly barbecue and another one is strictly vegetarian and vegan foods. So uh, we can kind of appeal to everybody that's there. Uh, so there'll be plenty of food. We've got lots of vendors. And of course, we've got music. We've got music. Uh, 29 bands and uh, everybody that you can imagine practically. And uh, then we've got workshops too. And that's one of the things that I'm actually most proud of because it just started as a, a simple idea and it, it really grew into something um, pretty special because all of our workshops and we've got, uh, I want to say 16, 15 or 16 workshop spots. Uh, the All the workshops are going to be done by the musicians themselves. And most of them are music oriented. Um, Tuatha Dea is going to be doing theirs. Um, and they, they have their drum nation where they teach people how to drum and it turns into this giant complex drum circle, which is a lot of fun. Uh, great for Beautiful. beginners, kids, love. families, you know, everybody. We've got a couple of, a uh, couple of workshops just for kids about, you know, making music, different ways to make music. We've got, uh, workshops on spiritual vocal singing and, um, all kinds of stuff. I, I, I want to, I want to go to a mall quite frankly. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to have the time. Uh, the one that I'm actually most looking forward to, and I, I hope I have the time to go, is uh, Jeremy Lembo from uh, Digis Christ Superdrum is doing a class on uh, doing a workshop on um, on the didgeridoo. So anything I can pick up on that, I'm, I'm a happy guy. But like I said, I'll have to really do some planning to be able to attend that one. Well, that would be nice, and. It's always great too because you know some people will show up and some people will show up and um, not be as much into the music thing. So if there's a workshop or something else, even though they are musical, they learn something. I think that's always a good thing for you know somebody brings their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and they're like, "Well, I'm not in this band, I'm not into that band, but I'd be into doing this or running this." So I think it's fantastic that there's workshops involved as well. And I oh, think yeah. that'll continue to evolve. <laughs> yeah, one of my plans for uh, for 2017 is to, um, and I'm hoping I can pull this off, but um, I should be able to, is to kind of expand Caldera into more of a music and arts type thing uh, with a lot more of a focus on uh, independent artists in general um, and including um, different types of dance. So, um, so while, yeah, I will still have musicians, I'm going to be looking for, um, some belly dancing and, and other, um, uh, forms of, uh, of dance and, and that kind of thing going on. So, uh, and of course we'll hopefully have some workshops on that as well to try and get people interested in that kind of thing. Um, because, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing more beautiful to me than than watching a, a talented belly dancer, um, and uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, <laughs> and um, on the other side of it, some people might come into it as more of a spiritual retreat, even more than a musical retreat, depending on their on their leaning. 
So yeah. there's also that, or some people might be new to that. So that's always the thing when you call something Bacon Music Festival, or you're going to do, do invite or unload some sort of thing that could either be positive or negative depending on the individual. Right. And, and but I think some people would view it as a very beautiful thing, like saying, "Oh, you know, it's a pagan music festival," and, and people new to paganism or people new to Wicca or Druidry or whatever, all the different labels, <laughs> as we know, and um, would I think find it very nice because music and art can be very uniting, and that's always the point, right? Is yeah, exactly. Art can be a very unifying thing and can be very um, enlightening and unifying and thing. Yeah, um, I, I, came, I came up with this concept, a, a, you know, a year or so ago um, about, you know, kind of a theory about why music is so powerful because music is a mathematical representation of the expression of spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, because, you know, music is very pattern, you know, based so much on patterns. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you don't think about it when you're making it, but there there's patterns and a lot of mathematics involved. You just don't think about I'm it when you're you. making it. It, trust me, I'm with you. I agree completely. And sometimes you need a return of a pattern. Sometimes classical music, as beautiful as it is, can drift away so much, though I'd be criticized for this, but sometimes you need a simple pattern because sometimes you need simple magic, as you might understand. Like yeah. sometimes you need something just to be simple, a focus, right. intention, a drum, I'm banging on the table. <laughs> I mean, but you know what I mean. Sometimes yeah. the magic working is best if it's just very primal and simple. And sometimes it's good to to engage in something like a musical form that I like as well, that more is in the mind and is painting landscapes and soundscapes and dreamscapes. There are, there are many different philosophies on this. So... I, I like both forms, is what I mean. Sometimes I like both the primal and the and the dreamscape um, element. Yeah, you, you you might be your your needs for your need for musical magical um, fulfillment could range anywhere from you know um, Bach or uh, you know <laughs> or something along those lines right. um, or to. Just- one person to, hitting a drum and chanting, <laughs> right? Or, or the the newest, even the newest Megan Trainer <laughs> single, you know, right, if that's right. where you find your magic. <laughs> yeah, of course, there are anything in between. Um, right, right, of course. <laughs> but um, it is interesting how, in all of time, um, I would guess in most of human history, you know. Uh, my good friend Laramie uh, and I talked about it before on our show, and we said before anybody ever told us what religion was, 
or what spirit was or what God was. It was kind of like gathering around a circle in front of a fire or something that was a providing thing, like a fire. <laughs> right. It usually involved like a circle and a fire and something else. And before anybody told us what the rules were, and so it's that native sort of primal beauty that both rhythm and melody can bring. Because some would be rhythm, some would be chanting. And I always love that. I love being in a room where everybody's like chanting the same thing. Because I'm vocal and I'm a singer, so I love being part of that. If everybody's sort of chanting an over and over again thing. Right. It's it's utilizing the harmonic frequencies. Um, yeah. To, you know, some people would say, uh, some people follow the path where you, you know, your chakras are all t- attuned to certain frequencies, and and they'll use um, tuning forks or singing bowls or or whatever to to achieve that. But it's in my experience, and granted, I'm not that great at holding the tune, you know. But uh, in my experience. There's nothing more liberating to my soul, if you will, than right. the vocal expression of a certain just, sound. Just um, letting so it go. Yeah, so that's just where letting the voice go. Just yeah. letting it roll, right? Is, is what you... Yeah, because I mean, depending on what I'm singing, I could be singing along to some pop song or rock song or whatever on the radio, or you know, whatever I'm playing off my MP. MP3 player or whatever, um, the you'll you'll get when you sing along you you get kind of a uh, a, a kind of a high out of it you know little head buzz it is when yeah. you sing there is a little bit of a head buzz that happens when you sing and it, I think it's it, why it's considered a medicine you know there was an old quote I remember saying oh what's wrong with you I'm not sure well when's the last time you danced I don't know when's the last time you sang I I, I don't know. He, We'll sing and dance and come back to me in the morning. It was some shaman quote. Yeah. And, uh, so it's this notion of that being in our mind, being in the resonance, being in the singing, the dancing. Though I'll admit dancing is my weakness, I have funny ankles, so I'm not exactly a great dancer. <laughs> um, well, you know, that, that's that's just it, too. You know, like I was saying earlier about the singing, don't let anybody tell you that you can't sing, and don't let anybody tell you that you can't dance. Right, right. <laughs> you may not be good at it. I like it. You may not be good at it, but that's not the point. The point is oh, no, the more you good. do it, the more you do it, the better you'll become. And <laughs> as soon as somebody tells you that you can't and that as soon as you believe that you can't, that's when you stop. Yeah. I think it was me that first believed I couldn't dance. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm just saying, because my ankles are kind of, I was injured, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, no, I'm totally getting your point. No, you're right. It's it, You should still have fun with it. You should still not be afraid to dance to right. whatever level you can, even if you're sitting in a chair, even in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. Move move the body, move the hips, move something. Yeah. And enjoy yourself and enjoy your dance, even with bad ankles, bad, bad hips, because Guaranteed, it'll at least slightly correct those conditions a little bit because movement and positivity are, and singing and music, they're all very healing things. And people can say they aren't, but let me tell you this. 
as I have a passion for natural medicine, and we do the Susan Weed Show, she does the herbal medicine show, guess what the number three cause of death in America is? Accidental medical mistakes Yeah. by the doctor. Yeah. So now this does not mean I'm anti-modern medicine. I'm not. And I tell people that all the time because we do multiple sort of natural healing shows here. So my whole point is, but the number three cause of death in America is from someone's doctor. Right. It's the number three cause of death. So that being the point, a medical mishap, don't be afraid to explore the other modalities of healing, whether it be music, dancing, singing, whatever is my point. Right. Herbal Herbal, or anything. Yeah, herbology or or, um, meditation or, you know, whatever it is that you feel comfortable with doing where you find, uh, you know, where you find that that peace and that... um, Relief from whatever it is that's ailing you. Right. Meditation. Um, dare I say, well, I won't. <laughs> Not on the air. <laughs> but, you know. What? Talking about relax- going, going to Colorado? <laughs> Marijuana is what I was going to say. Yeah, but I, I did. I, that's okay. <laughs> well, we, but, we can um, say it. I, I I firmly believe we're small that, time enough. Nobody's going to bother us. <laughs> yeah. Well, within but, um, five years, within the next five years or so, I, I foresee it being so commonplace in America and hopefully legalized. Um, so, the thought one day our grandchildren are going to be like, "Gosh, you had a drug war? That's like barbaric." <laughs> yeah. That's how I view it. That's literally how I view it. They're going to view us as barbarians because we had a, not me or you personally. You know what I mean? The the state we're in now is what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, the the way we look at prohibition. (laughs) Yeah. That whole notion of a substance is evil, you know, it's ridiculous. But it has an amazing healing quality. So many plants do. And anyway, we're kind of running out of time here, but David, uh, it's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun just chatting with you. I mean, um, you know, it's it. We kind of got off track a couple of times, but that's all right. Um, that's okay. You know, at this point, I'm, I'm getting so close to Caldera Fest, I can practically taste it. And um, <laughs> if if you're gonna, you know, if your listeners are out there, gonna be there, uh, you know try and find me it shouldn't be too hard to find i'm going to be the one up on stage a lot uh doing introductions and that t- sort of thing um but uh you know i'd love to say hi page, on the show yeah. page if they have to meet with listening it's right on the show page so they can just click yeah right to it um, so if if you're if you're not going to be there well i'm sorry you know no excuses yeah. anymore you need to be there <laughs> No, uh, you know, if you can't be there, we'd love to see you at a later, a later date um, for the festival. Um, but, you know, if you can make it this time around, I sure hope you can. Uh be great to see you. Absolutely. And, David, it's an amazing thing you've done. And I have to say that because I've tried to put together teeny tiny events, and I can't imagine everything you're going through. I can imagine it only a little bit because I come from families with ministers that have put together events and all this. But um, I have to, you know, take my hat off to you because you've taken on a major undertaking. As not a person that I see 
now I'm not trying to get in your personal business, but on your page, I, I'm not saying that you as someone with like major big money and you're just like taking this on. I have mad crazy respect for you, and I want you to know that, and I mean it. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's. I definitely don't have the mad money. Um, this is this is <laughs> but not. But you have my mad respect. <laughs> yeah, this, maybe this, that'll this, buy uh, you a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, this is not really about the money, although I I I'd sure like to make a little bit on it. But you know, so I can. The more money I make on it, the the more I'll be able to put into future events. And um, but yeah, this is just about the love of the music. Um, I'm know. doing this because I'm a fan, and because nobody else stepped up to do it, so I figured, hey, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> I totally and we respect it, and you know I respect you, and and um, it's a lot to take on. I know it is. I've done it on smaller venues, and I'm just like, dude, you were taking on a big load. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm totally. sure I have many lessons still to learn, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that. And so, um, come back and visit us on Main Street Universe sometime soon. Yeah, anytime. Um, and maybe we'll exchange on podcasts. You have your own podcast. I do. Um, yes. Well, call the Magic Jukebox. Available on iTunes or MagicJukebox.com. I haven't been that good at putting out episodes lately. I've had this okay. other thing I've been working on. I don't know what it is. And uh, <laughs> so I haven't been that good about putting out episodes lately, but um, I have some great episodes in my archives, and you can go back and check those out. Yeah. All right, Dave. Again, mad crazy respect for real, and I want us to continue a positive uh, relationship. So um Let's keep in touch and 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 you know make it stay that way. And, and um, I want everyone to know that the link to this festival is right here on the studio page, on the on the show page called Dara Fest. First year, I'm sure it's going to be many great years, and we all awesome. hope to help out to make it that way. So thank you again, David. Thank you, Daniel. I had a great time. And um, you've all been listening to Main Street Universe, the show and network reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities of the universe are closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. Have a great night, everyone. And this song is, though we're not going to be at Caldera Fest, we were going to be. <laughs> But this one is from us. My band, Dragon's Head, is called I Will Find You Again. It's a nice little fiddle solo in the morning.
Forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. (laughs) 